all this time, Porter. Everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Awesome. Johnny, what's going on? Uh, just looking forward to my upcoming vacation back to New Jersey next week. Awesome. Woo-hoo! And the king of Jersey back in, back, <laughs> yeah. in the back on his throne. That's right, baby. You going to eat some pizza and some bagels? Uh, well, definitely, yes. But here's the, You can get good bagels out here in Colorado, just as good as back there. But pizza, you bet your ass. <laughs> yeah, there's only... New Jersey and then New York are the only places you can get really, really, really great pizza. I mean, I can understand people going on with the Chicago style. That's fine. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, come on. Give me a break. Uh, oh, man. We're with us today, we'll be looking at the October 15th, 1983 episode. And now it looks like, folks, we're transitioning. We're gearing up for the big November show. They're blowing off the Freebirds and uh, Von Erichs, a lot of that. And they're setting up new agendas here. We see Chris Adams and Jimmy Garvin are definitely going in a direction. And we see they bring in Precious in. And now we have Precious and Sunshine. So you see, you're seeing that angle looking, getting a big, big push going into this. Uh, Kamala now and uh, Devastation Inc., they're getting leveled up. Uh, so it almost feels like when we're doing Titans, when it's kind of when Titans would hit the refresh button, when they bring in a new heel to face Bob or Bruno. In a way, do you feel the uh, uh, the Earth kind of uh, moving here, uh, Kelly, on the tr- promotion? Yeah, well, I mean, we know what's coming up, um, right? At the November Star Wars, but yeah, like you said, the they've set the table for some new things. Uh, Kamal has been kind of simmering now for several months, and it's time to sort of give him something uh, bigger and better to do. We've seen Von Erich's Freebirds way, way too much. Um, specifically Carrie versus Michael Hayes. That's been totally... And we're only um, watching one of the shows. We're not even watching both their shows. Yeah, I know. But it's uh, been it a was, few that's been hot, and they've delivered. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and it's still they hot. They made it a hot promotion. Yeah. Yeah, the crowds are still hot. I mean, but when you watch it every week, it's just... Um, yeah. With it's our, like, maybe... It's almost like watching the same high spot over and over again. You, you're yeah. like, yeah, once you see the Hurricane Rana, it's like, okay. Or have you seen someone go through a table... A couple times, and for fifth time, you're like, okay. It's kind of like the same reiteration of the Freebirds and Von Erickson. It's probably another reason why, because this feud, they go back to it two or two more times oh, yeah. throughout yeah. the years, and then yet, and it's been to lesser and lesser uh, yeah. uh, bank at the box office. I think it's yeah. people saw it hot the first time, and it's almost like that pizza. Oh, it was great the first time. You heat it up the second time, it's not <laughs> quite as good. And if I got a third time, you're like, okay, yeah. It's, Give me something else. I'll tell you some Chinese food. Um, yeah. Johnny, well, I think, I'm sorry. 
I, I think we've compared it to the NWO angle before, and it kind of yeah. is like that. And so how the they NWO kept... angle at really landed long. <laughs> I mean, well, well it went through the same thing. It was super yeah. hot at first. Then they milked it forever and brought it back to diminishing returns again oh, yeah. and again. So that's sort of what this is going to be uh, yeah. going forward, actually. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, Johnny, are you feeling uh, them definitely shifting gears with the promotion on – on different angles going forward. All I know, just all this pizza talk is making me hungry now. And it's hard to <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing I like, how I like pizza, and especially uh, New Jersey pizza, is you put it in the fridge and then you have it cold for breakfast the next day. Mm, that's good pizza. I hate that. Yep. Mm, yum, mm, yum, <laughs> yum, 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 yum. That's got to be the right ball on cold pizza, brother. Well, no, 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 it's uh, got to be plain. I ate a lot when I was younger, but not so much anymore. Oh, no, it's got to be plain. It doesn't, not with meat on it and everything. It's just, I'm just, okay, it's it's cheese. Plain. just okay. cheese. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, okay, so, so maybe that's the, the Freebirds Von Eric's, um, uh, stuff that was going on around the time of the Parade of Champions because that was still really good stuff. Maybe, you know, that's the cold pizza of the feud. Then it just went down to, you know, it's like, oh, who, who left out this Domino's? You know, yeah. nobody <laughs> wants it anymore. Uh, but uh, for me, it's just, it's just like, okay, we've said it before. It's like, if you're going to do the kind of wrestling television that Fritz is choosing to do, which is a little different from what most of us grew up with is, well, we're giving you main event matches every fucking week on Saturday morning, or not just that being beamed across the world. And here's the hot feud. It's just only, you know, you're, and people still love it, so why not still do it? But obviously, they know it's time because we're seeing them move it, move, uh, move things along, which is going to be finding solo things for each of the boys to do because now they're not going to be fighting a gang so much anymore. You know, so then you get to start because I think Carrie goes off with Kamala for a bit. I think I don't even know, remember what Kevin does. You know, I think we know what happens with David, and you know, and. Uh, so when you when you got a gang wars, just okay, like NWO stuff, gang war stuff, and if you watch the same gang fighting over and over again, it's going to get boring. Oh yeah, that's a good point. And um, so yeah, so it's definitely, and then you know, and especially back in also the territory days, that's the thing is like you you didn't want you didn't want to overstay your welcome, uh, so you'd come in, do six months here the Von Air, and here the Freebirds pretty much did basically a year, maybe a little over a year, and. Um, and and then they're off to a different territory, and they and they come in hot to a different territory, and then you bring in different heels to work with your uh, Von Erich baby pieces because they're not not going anywhere. And if you look at all the territories around, I mean, you kind of had that. You had look at Memphis, you had Lawler, he was the mainstay. Texas, you had your Von Erichs, and they were your mainstay. Mid South, I don't know if they really ever truly had a mainstay. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. You can make the argument DiBiase, maybe. Uh, um, no, I, 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 I do, Dog was quite a while. For a while, but yeah, but eventually he left. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who the mainstay is: Bill Watts, because he was Bill on Watts. TV. Bill Watts is, was not just the owner. Bill Watts is on TV as a as a strong character. When when the cowboy got in the ring, whenever he did get in the ring, someone got their ass kicked. So it was built about around Bill Watts. Yeah, but even you look at these guys, even babyfaces would leave. I mean, Dusty was hot in Florida for a while. He left, went to the Carolinas, got hot there. Um, and it just that's how the cycle was, except for Dallas, because and 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 Memphis really, because they were bought, they were ownership, yeah, part exactly. owners really. 
and they weren't going anywhere. So it was kind of, they had to always keep them kind of strong. And Lawler was just incredible because he, I mean, that guy could talk. And that's the one thing that the brothers, even David, who's the best one of the three, isn't even near a, a Lawler when it comes to talking, getting angles over. Uh, so it's, it's a little different. So they got to be a little bit smarter. And that's probably why Memphis was in business longer than the Von Erich. Well, let me tell you, Jerry, um, the King, Jerry the King Lawler could have been the top babyface with the the crowd of characters we had in the 1982 World Class, and probably make good shit out of it. Cause, probably because that's what Memphis did. They took yeah, uh, they, they could take anybody, any any scrub, and make in, in exciting wrestling and television. Yeah, I mean, look at it. I mean. We, I mean, all three of us, and we could, I could arguably say, I bet we all enjoy Bill Dundee, but really, Memphis was the only place he really drew money. Oh, of course. Dutch Mantelli drew money there, and, and maybe in the, uh, uh, in, in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Mm. Yeah. Austin Idol yeah. was really the biggest deal, but that guy was, would, couldn't handle, couldn't stay anywhere for a long stretch of time. You can see the Memphis influence in Dallas. In 83, Kamala was created yeah. in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hayes and Gordy first teamed in Memphis, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it was um, um, the Gulf Coast. They got that really good. Well, they got one of their big first pushes there. Yeah. So That's, there's that, uh, Memphis, Memphis is where they came up with the music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting looking at that. But, hey, we, we open up with Carrie and Buddy, which is an encore match. So we're just going to skip that. <laughs> you want to hear it uh go into our archives and uh, and, and you know i'm sure we i'm sure we liked it i had to ask you guys because they've had these they've had so many matches against each other i was like is this was this from one of the episodes that isn't on the network i i, I can't remember anymore i don't remember it either but i'm pretty sure we did watch it yeah i remember <laughs> it um that leads us into this incredible segment here john <laughs> yeah we have and I think, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say before we get to you now, well, I, I want to ask all three of y'all the question. I like this segment better than the actual David Von Erich uh, having Jimmy and Sunshine do the chores around the the uh, the uh, uh, ranch, hmm. to tell you the truth. I liked it that much. John, why don't you t- tell, tell everybody what's going on here? Well, I know. Um, Kel- and I'll, then we'll follow up with Kelly on uh, what he thought about well, it. Well, I know Kelly liked it better because Sunshine was being treated like a queen, like yes, like he, I, he not having to clean up horse shit and haul hay. <laughs> oh, I, 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 was that? I was gonna say she got the treatment she always deserves. There you go. Especially <laughs> in his fanfic. <laughs> he he's in the precious role. Who, by the way. Um, they, she's not precious yet. She is just called nope. um, Sunshine's assistant or various. Yeah, things. the uh, assistant. Uh, but but <laughs> after the rerun match, the the graphic uh, leading into this is, is goddamn is next. Sunshine's valet arises. Was it? <laughs> Did you mean arrives? <laughs> Probably <laughs> I, arises. You know, I know what was arising in uh, Canada when, when uh, <laughs> Kelly was watching this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was definitely saluting his shorts. Uh-huh. <laughs> saluting my shorts. So you got Jimmy Garvin at poolside and Sunshine with her new valet. And 
Look, acting is acting, but knowing that they're cousins, this gets a little... <laughs> you think I'm from Kentucky originally. You know, some cousin loving shouldn't be bothering me, but she's rubbing her hands through his hairy chest, you know, <laughs> and giving him little little, little kisses to the cheek. And I was like, oh, well, they're acting, but uh, no wonder they need to get this taken care of. No wonder Gary Art said they had more chemistry together than him and Sunshine. <laughs> than, than, than his real Fred. life. Than yeah. his real life. And... Yeah, he's showing that that, he, that Sunshine deserves to be treated well. Look, I, he got her a ring, got her a big diamond ring and diamond earrings, and and Bill's like, oh, those are, they're lovely. Yes, Bill's great at this, this stuff. And so all the while, uh, pressure or we'll, we'll call it what they call it. later on they, they they call her something else, but let's just call her uh, uh, Precious. Precious is doing her nails like down on her knees, doing her nails. And then she's like, oh, and Sunshine's like, it's so great. She's going to go wash the Lincoln Continental. She's going to book our flight reservations, get my blouses cleaned and picked up. And Jimmy's like, whoa, 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 honey. Hey, come on. You don't want to be such a slave driver, do you? <laughs> and, uh, so here's the weird thing about this. We know this leads to a Sunshine babyface turn, but during all of this, Sunshine's the heel here. Sunshine's being oh, no, mean to her. I was thinking the same thing after I watched this. I go, the whole point is the baby face sunshine. What? I mean, I, I would make her a little bit more kinder, uh, I, well, but. Yeah, you know, it, 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 Bill asks, he's like, look, I just want to ask, is this girl going to have the same close personal relationship that you and Sunshine have? Bill's literally asking, fucking her too? Right. <laughs> you know? And he's like, hey, 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 why you got to ask me stuff like that? He goes, that's a perfectly legitimate question because Bill Mercer just wants to wank it to it, too. And then she's like, Jimmy, let's cool down. Let's take a swim. Because, uh, by the way, Jimmy's sitting out there in, like, disco white pants and, and no shirt by the pool. It's glorious. And then she orders Precious. She's like, you go get our swim shoes before you go do your chores. And I'm thinking, this was amazing, but... Knowing where it goes, I'm like, yeah, I didn't see that coming because Sunshine's clearly being a bitch. And it's maybe because they didn't want to telegraph it too much. Um, maybe. I, I I still love this segment. I thought the segment was just absolutely freaking oh, it was incredible. Great. It was great. And one of the other things I love is how Garvin responds to him. He's like, now, Bill Mercer, what type of question is that? Uh -huh. Bill Mercer. Calling him by his first and last name, I but love. But he doesn't uh, yell. He, but he's not. Yeah. He doesn't yell. He's like, "Come on, Bill Mercer. You know you yeah, exactly. can. Come on." Exactly. Now, Kelly, where did you fall in? Do you like this better than the uh, doing the doing the chore skit or no? Well, that's it's different. That was that was a classic segment. Uh, this and I maybe don't think... it might be because I love Jimmy Garvin so much in this segment because of how. How yeah. coy is in it and stuff like that, and yeah, and you just tell how full of bullshit he is. Yeah, no, this was like great you know, in his mind, he's thinking three way, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's just you know. Well, yeah, because he's he's always like, hey, don't ask me about that. And when he tells her, hey, don't be such a slave driver, he's like, honey, come on, we gotta make this work, sunshine. Yeah, he goes, I can have pie and cake too. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's one of my notes is the scene looked like a porno may break out at any moment, uh, basically. <laughs> With Bill Mercer commentating on it. Yeah, yeah, well, I put Sans Mercer, <laughs> but that's even better, yeah. A porno with, <laughs> with Bill calling the action. Maybe that would be something you'd be better at than calling wrestling matches. Um, yeah, this was, this is cool. They, they got over the whole 
uh, gimmick of the assistant right away. And we get to hear Sunshine speak for one of the rare times. And I think the build will be slow, obviously. Um, and we're going to talk about it um, next week, how the seeds are definitely getting planted. And it, it may actually not be too long. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly how long it takes, to be honest. But um, Sunshine, yeah, you wouldn't want to have her go uh, super babyface right away. She's going to ease into the the uh, babyface uh, role. And, um, yeah, let's take our time. This is going to be a fun story that's un- going to unfold in the next few months. And, and arguably, you can make the argument it might be the first ever valet feud that draws money. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, I don't know. Well, pre-1980s, if there was a lot of valets. There weren't. Uh, yeah. Not really. So, or just like, George it, had his wife. It might um, be the one that – it might be the only one that – I mean, did – there weren't that many. I mean, did Missy Hyatt Dark Journey draw money? No. Then this is the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, and they and they definitely tried it. I mean, we tried tried it in other areas too, with Missy and Sunshine later on, and uh, and Baby Doll and whatever, and all these people in different areas and different promotions. People saw it here and tried to mimic it in a way, and it just didn't work. Um, this leads us into Kamala yeah. versus Art Cruz. Art Cruz might be, he's like the prototype jobber <laughs> or underneath worker who worked like everywhere. I mean, he worked mm-hmm. St. Louis. He worked Mid-South. He worked Texas. I know he worked uh, the Crockett's. Um I mean, the guy, I'm sure he was on WWE TV. I, I mean, I have not gone to wrestling database or anything like that, but the guy is practically <laughs> everywhere, right? Okay. Is he not, like, everywhere? Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know I would. I, if it's a new guy, I, I have to do it, even though I wasn't too enthusiastic. <laughs> Enthused about looking uh, up for our cruise information. Yeah, I, mean, but... I know Shawn Michaels worked with him when he first started out uh, in uh, Mid South and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know probably everywhere. Uh, uh, the name, I, I, I immediately recognize mm-hmm. the name. That's yeah, like, I did yeah. too. Definitely from the eighties, Megs. Um, and people got to remember how these territories were. It wasn't like it was today, where you had a star in every or. A, two stars on every in every match on a pay-per-view okay these even super shows they would have two or three matches with just journeyman guys who helped fill up the roster and because the guys who drew the money were the stars on top and he put these guys to help fill out the card didn't have to pay you much enough to make a living and uh uh and and that's how that's how the promotion made money uh i'm sorry go on and talk more about our <laughs> well i'll keep it brief he was trained by Pat O'Connor, so he had wow. great, uh, great training in wrestling. Anyway, and of course that means he was from the Central States area. That's where yeah. Pat, uh, I believe, was um, pretty heavily involved in that territory. And he debuted in 1980. He also wrestled in Vancouver and Portland quite a few times. Yep, early in his career, Pacific Northwest. Um, he had a few matches on Fort Worth TV in 1981, so he had been the territory before and he was in memphis Mid-South. here he's just in for one taping uh, i think he gets two or three matches and then he's gone again 
Um, his biggest push as a wrestler seems to have been 1985-86 in Central States. Yeah, of course, because that territory was spiraling down the toilet. Quickly. Yeah, it was on his last leg. That's when uh, uh, Crockett is up buying it. Yeah, just about. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense with the Shawn Michaels thing you mentioned because Shawn Michaels was in Central States at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was part of the Dream Team. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were called. Uh, really? There was another Dream Team that was slightly more successful at the very same time in New York, but whatever. And he was teamed with uh, a Western Canadian wrestler, a BC wrestler, Timothy Flowers. I know that uh, name. Been, yeah, he's been pretty influential out here for many decades. Oh, in holy Canada. shit, dude! Portland, where's Portland? Where's Portland? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was a yeah big time Western. Pacific Northwest guy. I just had an aftermag flashback because saying the names Timothy Flowers and Art Cruz together made me remember. I've read that. I read that definitely. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I know that tag team. <laughs> yeah, wow. there may have been a, even a blurb on one of the covers. Who knows? Uh, probably not. No, um, it was in one of the, I, I would read all the results from around yeah. the world. So I, I, I've seen those two names together. Yeah. And it looks like he was all but done by the end of 1988. So he didn't even make it into the 90s. Cruz, total 80s guy. Um, back in Portland, that's where he ended up. So, yeah, that's our cruise for you. I guess I'll go into this. There's, I, What do I have, like one sentence? <laughs> yeah, no, two sentences. Total destruction. And haven't seen Kamala in a while, and this reestablishes him as a killer. That's all I wrote. Yeah, all, all I mentioned was Art Cruz being one of the all-time underneath guys. Yeah, and that's you covered it right there. Um, Kamala just kicked his ass and demolished him. What do you what about you, Johnny? Takes on this? Okay, so here's something I've noticed about Mark Lorenz and when he does his ring announcing. Mark Lorenz is hired by Fritz von Erich and paid to do the ring announcing. So even when it just starts off in chaos, and normally the ring announcer would just shut the fuck up. And that'd be the end of it. He continues to announce. Kamala's already just mauling Art Cruz. And he's still going, from Uganda, Kamala, the Ugandan giant. <laughs> you know, this match is sanctioned by the... Just as he would do it if nothing was happening. He does this all the time. It's weird. And then when Kamala at the end wants to splash Cruz some more, and they're trying to act far, and then for Friday, or like getting him down off the rope, Bill says... Oh, Kamala just wants to have some more fun in his pagan sort of manner. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> pagan? <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? You stink. Okay. Um, and then we get a hot match. We get the Freebirds, Hayes and Roberts, Chris Adams and Johnny and Kelly's favorite, Cowboy Johnny Mantell. What do you think of this one in there, Kelly? <laughs> Oh, this was a good match. Um, I think Mantel is officially now the new good old Al uh, yeah, Al yeah. Madrill, basically. Al for the last he's been there. <laughs> uh, well, just especially in the last couple of months when he's sort of like a now he's a solid JTTS mid Carter. Yeah, originally he was he was almost a total jobber. Uh, now he's 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 moved up a few notches. Super Push eighty three, of course, still going. 
Um, yeah, he's also like a two-star match guy like Al. You know, yeah. he's solid, solid two-star match. Yeah, that's typical. That's typical. A charismatic Latino man who loves Elvis loses his job to this boring white motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what uh, Mantel, who he'd be into if they ever went to his house for an interview. Uh, if he has any uh, obsessions like good old Al. Um, he's also got the mustache like Al. Yeah, he's just, he's, it's, it's a total, like you said, Johnny, it's a, a white replacement <laughs> for, for Al. <laughs> I think Al was more pushed on top, to tell you the truth. I mean, he was Carrie's tag partner. Yeah, yeah that's true. He had, he, he was more replaced by Iceman and, and Adams, to tell you, you know, the to truth. Me, you know, no, Ad, yeah. Adams is the actual Von Erich best friend replacement guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say Al's, yeah. I mean, might have taken over jose spot a little bit yeah yeah i guess yeah jose's pretty much gone That's another talented bad. latino man losing his job oh, yeah. a mediocre white man Jesus we're uncovering a story like 36 years later <laughs> systematic racism in dallas <laughs> um let's see where I, okay so uh, let's see uh roberts keeps oh yeah the fact that Roberts keeps shaving his head kind of makes it hard to believe he is actually, you know, upset about being bald. Well, right. <laughs> well, Kelly, I'm glad you brought that up because you mentioned last show something about is the cream supposed to be that powerful? And yeah. Bill confirms your theory. Oh, I totally missed that. Yes, he 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 was going on. He's like that Freebird cream really keeps it off for a long time. I heard Iceman tell me that he can't even grow hair on his hands anymore. Yeah, I told totally you because hands. of the Freebird's cream. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see, I totally missed that. Yeah, uh, he comp. said. I, wow. no, and you know what? Good on Bill Mercer. I was like, I'll I'll buy it. That, that, that makes yep. fine. Just give me a, just give me something. Yeah, yep. give me a nugget. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be the most even most logical thing, yep. but. I can buy that lie. No, it makes sense. That Freebird's yeah. cream almost, you know, blinded the junkyard dog. Free, it's if you're saying it's about the Freebird. I, I, I really, he did blind the junkyard yeah, dog. I really need yeah. to. I, got it back. I, yeah. Again, I really need to stop calling it the Freebird cream. That's terrible. <laughs> and gross. But, you know, yeah. Bill Mercer, he, he covered it great here. I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Wrestling wow. magic. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that. But, yeah, see, that's what I thought it was doing. Um, but you were right. Yeah, you, totally. you were right the first time. Yeah. So okay. So that mystery is solved. Um, <laughs> Adams was great in this. Great shine to start. Uh, the birds got heat on him early. The crowd was just rabid though for Adams. He's he's so popular now, and he plays face in peril for quite a long time. Hot tag to uh, John House of Fire, but that's qu- cut off really quick. And uh, Hayes takes control. At this point, Mercer mentions that JYD is coming to the territory yeah. in, in, in his t- in typical Mercer casual fashion. Uh, not was, even really excited about it or anything. It was worse than that. I'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, okay. Um, then we get a Mantel face in peril that leads to a hot tag to Adams. We get a big brawl in the ring with all four men. And super kick on Buddy. And Adams gets the pin. Huge pop. 
And you can't stop Super Push 83. It's still going, even though Adams was the one who got the pin. It's another victory. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Another, another victory for yeah, uh, okay. Mantel. I'm going to have to <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna milk this as long as it can possibly go. Because it's weird. probably not got too much more left. Stars about the big heels who are leaving the territory, turning <laughs> over. I do a babyface who's going to be there and he's going to get some mileage out of this win. So yeah. I don't think that anything they could have been tag you could have been his tag partner and it would not have mattered. This is about shining up Chris Adams, and let's yes. not make no mistake about that. Um, Just a little bit of shine to Mantel. Hey. No, that's all. Good match. Um, exciting. Hot crowd. Good stuff. Well, that's just yeah, the, I mean, I like, Mantel is a, uh, a politician like his like his brother. He's leeching on. He's trying to leech some of Chris Adams' heat. Is <laughs> what that guy's doing. Don't trust him. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I gave it like a two and a half star match. Um, the the crowd is chanting a big baldy chant going on, yeah. and and the bald reveal gets like this huge baby face pop from the crowd. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, yay, he's bald. Yeah, I was like the most excited the crowd has been all night. Um, I'm with you. Adams was looking great early on. Buddy was bumping big for him. Uh, Mantel is on the arm, and and Adam is uh, continues that work. They're really good with the quick tags in and out, working the arm. I like this. I had a real AWA formula. Like you talked about how Adam was facing peril for a while, got the hot tag, and they cut it off, and and they work over Mantel. So we kind of got that double face in peril work, and and it really worked. Um, I like Buddy's big knee sets up the heat on on Adams. Um, and of course, Adams' face and pair work was really strong, and uh, the heels are great on on top, especially Roberts here. I thought Roberts was phenomenal in this match, and uh, I one of my complaints though is they didn't milk the hot tag well. Um, Mantel gets it, and he gets cut off pretty early, and then we have a second face in peril, and again, uh, uh, this the, the kind of the hot tag here was kind of blah too, but I. I absolutely love the finish of this match and really gets Adams over strong uh, by going over the birds and really uh, adds to him going forward in the promotion. And I mean, and ironically, it's it's funny is like he's getting a rub from him as a baby face, but this is going to end up helping him become one of the hottest heels in this company in, in later uh, in 84. Uh, what do you think of this, John? Oh, man, I thought the match. The match is great, you know. Even I mean, like I said, you put Mantel in a tag match, and he's perfectly serviceable worker and everything. But I just find him just a black hole of charisma. Uh, but it's all about Chris Adams and the Freebirds here, like you said. Uh, so they get introduced. I still don't get it, and we'll get to it next show because I actually did a deep dive onto Monte County. They introduce uh, the baby faces from England and Monte County, respectfully. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't understand. Why it's a county and not a town? Why is it that you are introduced from? But we already talked about the free group. The, uh, the the referee, I guess he's new in the area. Larry King <laughs> didn't recognize him uh, without the suspenders. No. Uh, but here's the thing: the match is great. But here's the thing with the JYD announcement: he didn't just casually mention it. The first thing he mentioned, he's like, "Well, fans." We get a lot of letters saying, where are the girl wrestlers? Well, rest assured, they're coming soon. A little more match. And besides the girl wrestlers, 
the junkyard dog will be here uh, pretty soon as well. And I'm like, wait, you what? You, the, the first thing you, you you did was wondering where the girl wrestlers are, and everyone went, no, no, we're not, and there are no letters because I I, I doubt that. But the J- junkyard dog's coming. You bury the lead. I heard that. I was like, all right, I I, I can't wait to have to see uh, junkyard dog short run through here. You know, the only thing I've ever seen is the match with the missing link. Uh, from a parade of champions, so I'm, I'm right. excited. Junkyard dogs coming. But, yeah. Yeah, here he's used, they're using him as the rub with Iceman. They end up using him. Okay. He works the tag program. Of course, the of course they did. So <laughs> I I I can understand where they didn't really push him hard because a the crowd probably didn't know who the hell he was. Um, mm. He hadn't been on their TV, never been on their TV probably uh, for a lot of them. Mm. So I mean. But it's right. Yeah, but they're, they're neighbors. I'm he's sure not on national over. television. Like, I mean, maybe some people might have got in Georgia and got him. Got a yeah, he was on Georgia, Georgia and he was a pretty big star in the magazines too. I think he. But if, he would have been known to. You really quite think a few. that crowd was reading the magazines, Kelly? Well, Right here, I'm gonna say. Ah, I, 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 I don't think you have to be a genius to read wrestling magazines. No, I don't think no, you, you don't. Be a genius. I just don't. <laughs> this is Texas. The, those magazines were mostly, honestly, were a northern thing. They weren't a uh, southern thing. Uh, well, in the 80s, well then, then let me ask you this then, but didn't like watch. For me, it was. I can tell you from a guy living in Texas, I didn't start getting those magazines till the 90s or not 90s, but late late 80s because they were not. Easy to get a hold of, tell you the truth. Okay, but let me ask you this: You living in Texas, everything. Now, Watts's show crossed over into Texas, so would, if you if you were a wrestling well, fan, well, in Houston, yeah. If you were, a, I mean, okay, yeah. If you were a wrestling fan and you had great antennas, like you, like, you know, and you were like us as kids and tried to find everything, you you could possibly have watched uh, Mid South. Yeah, okay, so you know, he he. Well, let's see what kind of reaction he gets when he. Debuts. There you go. That'll tell the story right there. There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> then we get oh, what do you think? Oh yeah, okay. Then we get Jimmy Garvin versus David Von Eric. Um, Kelly, what's going on here, my friend? Well, uh, we've seen this match quite a few times, no doubt about that. Um, Adams comes out to challenge Garvin again, so <laughs> they're, they're keeping that keeping that up. Yeah, challenges him to an American title match. Uh, sunshine looking so fine yet again, <laughs> and the crowd is is super hot. I mean, this crowd for this show was just molten hot, start to finish. And it was really really great, and we get a loud "We want the claw" chance right at the beginning. That's like David's really taken that to another level. Yeah, with the claw and and got it. Like it was always over, of course, but now it's it's really over. Um, with the whole thing with uh, Gordy and. And and uh, using it on other guys, uh, making them bleed. Oh yeah, the Mongol. Yeah, he made the yeah. Mongol bleed for two weeks straight because of the claw. <laughs> so powerful. Um, and Garvin sold the threat of the claw here. Great, just cowering in the corner at one point. Uh, I love that. That was awesome. That's how you sell something. And when he cowers, what about the, time, what about the point where David's about to hit Garvin? Garvin screams before he, uh, David actually hits him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. And one of his when he was scared of the claw, he Gar, one of Garvin's cells. It's so great because it's so great to see guys who aren't afraid to look like chicken shit. He go, he yeah. goes he goes ah, 
no, 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 no. <laughs> it's great. I'm just like, yeah, man, be a fucking wimp. You know, that's great shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this doesn't last too long. Akbar comes down to the ring with Kamala, and Kamala storms into the ring and attacks David. Of course, this is going back a few weeks when Akbar was a victim of the claw mm-hmm. from David. Uh, so this is payback. Uh, David gets the call on Kamala, though, uh-huh. to a huge pop. And Kamala shows a lot of vulnerability here, the most we've seen so far. He's down and out. He has to be dragged out of the ring. Face paint has been peeled off his forehead from the claw. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to throw this question out. I'm sure you guys were yeah, thinking I know, I know, I know exactly what you're going to ask. Did this kind of ruin Kamala? Did we? Did we? Did they kind of make him sell too much here before they, an impending matchup? I felt they fucked this up completely. Where yeah. Kamala should have laid David out here, and the comeback, the big payoff should have been David, and they, re- they wrestle at the big Thanksgiving Day show. Yeah, uh, should have been then David. If they were going to go over, I can at least have him go over on the big show on the on the win. Uh, I don't understand why Kamala did not lay David out and and make Kamala this murderer. Um, and, yeah. and and yeah, I thought they handled this way wrong. This is maybe because I'm a big Crockett guy. Would Dusty? This never would have happened with Dusty. Dusty would have. I mean, people talk about Dusty's ego. Dusty would have done a massive blade job for Kamala and set up the match for uh, the big show where Dusty then makes his big comeback. Um, I thought they handled it terribly. What about you, John? Where do you where do you fall okay, on that? I, you know what? I, here's the thing. I was saying, thinking the same things too, and then my mind always goes to, what, what, what do you think? Why? And now, now, is it David and Kamala at the big show? Yes. Oh, it is. So the Siri and and and, and Michael. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then in that case, fuck you. Then because because up until this point, I'm thinking. This is still this is about the battle between the Asiatic spike of Terry Gordy versus the claw of David Von Erich. And if that means he gets it on fucking Kamala, who, uh, and he puts Kamala down with it, and then he's, Kamala's now scared of the claw, I'd be all for it as part of telling that story. Uh, but then, with, if that had been what it, would have, what it was, I still wouldn't have liked it because you Kamala's been off television for yeah. quite some time. If it had been, if it had been just, if there had been like four weeks of Kamala, it was only been one week of, it's only been mm-hmm. one show of Kamala killing our crews. You know, if it had still been four weeks of him just murdering motherfuckers, then they do this, and it's to show that look, look at the claw, Terry Gordy, because you know your Asiatic spike is no match for this, which was where my mind was. Then I'm going, okay, but finding out that, no, the match is with Kamala at the big show? I, I mean, are we, is it spoilers if I ask who wins? Uh, I, I, I want to say it was David. Okay. I'm pretty sure David wins, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah then. Yeah, or it might have been a DQ, one of the two. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll see if we get ever, like, maybe if we, what kind of footage we get of that or, or if we don't. But, you know, with that with that new knowledge, I now I'm like, yeah, like, fuck you, what the fuck, dude? I mean, this was great if it was put in the right situation because I loved everything about it. If you had the right story leading up to it and from it, 
but with what the story is, is apparently is, this is nah, this was not good. Yeah, I was like I was like floored on how they handled that uh, I still love yeah. I still loved it. I've got more to, to say about it. I thought you covered the match fine. Let me all add is as I like Garvin as the pussy. I like Garvin mm-hmm. uh how he uses his knee a lot as a weapon because it shows that he's a smart dude because that's your that's really honestly your knee and your elbows are your your biggest really the most hardest hitting things of your of uh of your body to hurt somebody so I really enjoyed that aspect um they've had better matches this this match was more about the setup for the for the big angle at the end and then I felt the angle just missed its mark uh what do you want to add add to it John uh just okay look, number one Jimmy Garvin's fur cape. That he has <laughs> the sleeveless fur cape, is pure white, is dope. I love it. It's such a cool, uh, cool gear. Uh, a cool gear. It's amazing. And then Adams when he comes in, and this hark is back to what we talked about. Because remember, he's like, oh, "I'm gonna defend the belt every week because I'm gorgeous, Jimmy Garvin." Adams fucking takes him to the limit. And he's like, "Nope, change my mind. Fuck you." So Adams is fucked. This this harkens back to that. Adams brings that up, and he's like, "You know, Jimmy got gorgeous. Jimmy Garvin, you've been out here calling me a coward. Well, I'm here to make a formal challenge to you. You call me a coward, Garvin? Well, I'm calling your bluff. I'm calling you a coward. Defend your belt. Defend it against me." And I was like, "Fuck yeah! All right, this is good shit. I can't wait. I've been I've been looking forward to this for quite some time, and, uh, and he's he's so over." And he's great on the mic. Chris Adams, like, he may be one of the, the Von Erich's best friend. He's a better promo than everyone except maybe David. Uh, and when Kamala comes in, Garvin does the great, looks for a second, and then goes, fuck it, get the fuck out of here. Thump, and then takes a powder. The look on his face is wonderful. He doesn't immediately run away. He does this pause. Again, for everyone who says that gorgeous Jimmy Garvin sucks, I can see it in various other places, but you need to watch this shit. He's fantastic here. Uh, and, yeah, and I agree. In world class, he's a star. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we, we might not, not like uh, the booking of this, but there was a very ample-breasted young lady in the crowd in a T-shirt who <laughs> loved it, jumping up and down when he was beating shit out of Kamala. And and even this this little touch was... I don't know if it was sort of racist, but even if it wasn't, it's great. When David's leaving the ring and he's like, you know, moving his fingers in and out, he's he's showing that his hand hurts from how hard he had to squeeze on Kamala's hard African head, which when I say it out loud, ugh, I don't know. But he was selling that the claw hurt him to do it, and I liked that. And here's another thing he did, by the way. And, you, and no, if you want to say, hey, did they just bury Kamala? Picture of Triple H did this, okay? Pictures of Triple H stuff. Got your monster down with, with your signature move. At one point, David Von Erich sticks his hand out like a thumbs up and goes thumbs down and squeezes his fucking push right out of him. <laughs> he totally just, squashed uh, Honestly, him. it felt like the equivalent of uh, of uh, Hogan popping up on Vader's powerbomb. Yeah, sort of. But, yeah. <laughs> and then going thumbs down to the yeah. crowd. Oh, my God. 
Well, we'll see where he goes. Well, that's another episode of Worldcast. Uh, Kelly, anything you want to plug, my friend? Uh, no, just the, the Twitter. Worldcast is at MSG1880. Give me a follow. Give us a follow, whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. What do you think overall of the show? I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, I liked them uh, resetting it We're going forward. Really, obviously, giving a big rub to Adam, setting up the Jimmy Garvin, uh, Precious Sunshine stuff, um, introducing Kamala, was a big-time player and then kind of lost in luster, but setting up a Kamala-David Von Erich thing. I, I, I really thought they had a, did a lot. Oh, and then we had a really fun uh, tag match. I really thought they this was a really – Really strong show. Where do you fall on it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you said, they've built up things well. Um, the Kamala thing is a bit of a head scratcher, considering you know the Candyman's usually pretty careful otherwise in how he books and has has, has done so throughout the year. So we'll see. I mean, the crowd loved it, of course. Um, so of course, yeah, David was standing tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which should have so, been payoff at a big show, not. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. It, 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 is, it is weird. I, uh, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see how it plays out because maybe there's a, twi- a twist or something. Right. But, um, yeah, otherwise, no, good show, good show. John, how would you feel about the show? Anything uh, on a plug? No, I loved it. I, I, I really enjoyed watching the show. Uh, the only thing I want to plug out there, just, again, uh, let's see. Hmm. Season three of Big Mouth is off uh, is out on Netflix. Yeah. And if you haven't fucking been watch, if you don't watch Big Mouth, watch them all. Season three. You, did you see season three, Kelly? Uh, I've just seen the first, maybe two episodes, uh, or maybe just the first episode. But yeah, I've seen all the other yeah, seasons. Oh, it, yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm at Johnny Sorrow with no W uh, at Twitter. Follow me, whatever. Follow me, Titans O Wrestling. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy some wrestling. See you later. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come in view. And with your hand in mine, dear, I could dance. Across Texas with you in my arms. Walls across Texas with you. Like a storybook ending, I'm lost in your charms. And I could waltz across Texas with you.